the fish are biting, or at least Matt's catching them, Matt Brewer from North Country Guide Service and Promotions joins us next. Turn the lake into a big old ass. I never use theirs for 20-pound tails. If you're fishing with me, you're fishing with the best. And if you're not, ooh, yeah, girl, soon you're gonna be. I catch more fishes than the seagull birds. If you all ain't fishing, you're a bunch of nerds. Cause the fishes all tremble at the side of me. Cause I'm fishing. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Matt Brewer from North Country Guide Service and Promotions, my guest today. It's been a while since we had Matt on the show. It's always great to have him. Matt, thanks for taking a few minutes for us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, uh, you've been out on the water. What are you finding out there? I have. Um, last week was probably the busiest week of the year so far. Um, and I hit a bunch of different lakes. I had people that wanted to go the specific lakes from their childhood and people that wanted to catch walleyes and people that wanted to catch bass. So I was kind of running all over the place and, um, the bite's pretty good. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be that time of year where everything's starting to really transition and, and kind of settle into, uh, summer patterns. So if you know what those summer patterns are, you can be successful and do well. We had uh, fairly cool weather through much of June, a lot of wind. All of a sudden now, it's getting really hot really quick. Um, did we ever get into that uh, typical June bite? It didn't. Everything seemed a little different. Like the mayfly hatch didn't really pan out like it normally does. You know, normally we get that stretch of hot, calm weather, and the mayflies really go. Don't get me wrong, we had a hatch, but... Um, <laughs> But it, it definitely wasn't as strong as as years past. So, um, I, if I kind of look at my progression of things I typically do on a normal year, um, I actually skipped straight over uh, one of my patterns. Like after the shiners die off, I usually switch over to uh, bottom bouncers and crawlers. And it, while that can still work right now, I actually switched right over um, to crankbaits um, or straight rigging leeches or, or rigging crawlers and uh, never ended up doing the, the bottom bouncer bite. So definitely a different year. Um, everything has been different the last few years, but uh, but this has been a different different spring, spring slash summer, and I think it has a lot to do with that cooler, cooler June. So, so uh, you were out going for a few different species. Let's talk walleyes. Uh, where were we finding walleyes this weekend? Um. You can find them deep. There's a lot of fish out in the deeper water, and those are fish that are probably looking for uh, bug hatches, you know, on the on the mud edges or transitions. Um, and I'm also finding a lot of fish shallow. Um, due to all the wind we've had, my theory is that there's still a lot of fish up shallow feeding um, because uh, the wind wind blown side of the lake has been really good with crankbaits, so you can go out and. Uh, even middle of the day and pull crankbaits and catch walleyes in, you know, five to five to eight feet of water or ten feet of water. Um, but on calmer days, you definitely have to uh, definitely have to push yourself off, either off the weed edge or out to some of the mid-lake humps, um, you know, spots like the rock pile or grassy on, on Lake Bemidji. Um, I haven't really found any fish on top of either one of those, but there's definitely the fish hanging around the edges. And it's just a matter of time until uh, some of those fish start to feed up on top but um so wind blown shorelines or 
or deep structure has been what I've been targeting. How's Bemidji been this year? It's been decent. Um, I haven't had any of those really bonkers days. Um, you know, typically in June you'll get a day where you can catch 40, 50, and I think our best day was like 35 fish in June, and that was during the jig bite, and they're super concentrated um, near like a little chunk of rocks that that sits inside a cabbage bed, and uh, and that was really good, but it seems like every year we can go into the, that area when they're flooded in there, and, and you can pick off really big numbers. So I haven't had any huge number days, but but it's been consistent. I mean, you can go out there and catch walleyes every day, and a surprise this year was, and I shouldn't say it's a surprise, every, every year people do well on Irving, but um, but it, it was really good um, early and, and into June, so, um, you know, maybe that's some sort of <laughs> indicator, I, I don't know, but it was, it was a fantastic bite out there, and it lasted longer than I, than I typically think that it does, so. Hmm. So besides Bemidji and Irving, where have you been finding walleyes, or, or what have you been hearing? Uh, I've been on Big Turtle. I've been on Beltrami. I, I actually was guiding for bass on Beltrami, and I just had one client with me, so he was asking me to cast with him, and we were fishing together, and um, we caught a 20-inch walleye out there. So <laughs> even on a day where I thought I could get away from walleye fishing, I, we still ended up catching walleye. But um but yeah, kind of been all over the place, and the walleye fishing on on the smaller lakes has been very good, like Big Turtle, um, Turtle River, even people starting to fish Julia a little bit. Um, so you can kind of pick your poison. Uh, Plantagenet has been decent, um, and then some of the bigger bodies of water. Leech has been really good. I, I've been hearing fantastic things about leech. Cass had a really slow start. Um, it, I don't know why things didn't materialize like they should have early, but uh, but now the bite is actually pretty darn good. So so that's that's good to see, and hopefully that continues through the rest of the season. So, what are you finding the most success with right now? I mean, as far as presentations, crankbaits for everything. Mm. <laughs> um, like even I had a couple that just wanted to go out and catch some fish, and they had dinner on the boat, and they drank drank some champagne, like. Um, I, I could tell that they could care less about the fishing, but we just pulled crankbaits around and they enjoyed the evening and we caught everything from northerns and walleyes to bass and bluegills and even caught a crappie. Um, so right now is kind of, it's the time where I really like crankbaits, um, especially for action. I mean, if people just want to get, get out and catch some fish, um, crankbaits are the way to go and bass fishing uh, right now, you're going to probably have more success pulling cranks uh, or casting cranks out over the deep water, um, you know, casting up shallow and bringing it down the ledge. Um, there's a lot of bass that are suspended out in like 20, 24 feet of water, and, and there's also fish on the weed edges, so casting crankbaits is really good for that. Um, and the smallmouth, uh, they're hanging out off the deep edges of rock piles, so if you stay out off the deep edge and like that 20 to 24 feet and cast up shallow and, and bring it down or do the opposite, sit up shallow and cast deep and bring it back. That seems to be working. So everything's loving the crankbaits right now. 
This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Don't forget to check us out online, kbunsportsradio.com. Click on Paul Bunyan Country for all the archives. You can also subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One, the Pod MN app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're on social media as well. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Much more to come with Matt Brewer on FPBC. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. We're checking in with Matt Brewer from North Country Guide Service and Promotions. And Matt, bass fishing in general has got to be really good right now. It's always pretty darn good. <laughs> once, once the water temps reach like... Uh, you know, the mid-tie 60s, and it kind of triggers them. Um, then it, it stays really good through um, through basically ice up. Um, and we're, we're blessed, I guess, if you're a bass fisherman, <laughs> that there's a ton of bass lakes around here, and they're loaded with bass. Um, the downfall to Minnesota is we've got a really short growing season, so um, it's pretty hard to catch really, really big bass. But, but in Minnesota, if you can catch a five-pounder, you're you're doing pretty darn good so yeah we'll have a lot of action we'll have uh um you know fish that'll fight but we're not going to get any world records here no no but but you can go out and catch a hundred bass in a day Mm -hmm. i mean if you go spend a full day on the water bass fishing when bass fishing is hot you're going to catch a hundred bass it's (laughs) we've got lakes that can produce those kind of numbers with ease so uh, we do have have good bass fishing around here i think it's something that's a little bit overlooked maybe but um and obviously the panfish now with the warmer weather are, are absolutely challenged so um that's something fun especially if you've got kids so yeah well you're right i think the bass is overlooked probably more by us than by the rest of the nation i know a lot of people all <laughs> over the nation talk about how good it is in leech lake and Lax for bass and you know that and, and the small lakes too but i've noticed and I've talked to a number of guides about that this year. I've noticed there seems to be more people that are starting to pick up on how much fun bass fishing actually is. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's probably sacrilegious for me to say because I'm a walleye guy, but um, but bass fishing is, I mean, it's a blast. <laughs> like, yeah. If if you put your mind, if you put your mindset in, I'm going bass fishing today, and then you do really well, it's extremely fun and super rewarding especially if you can you know stick a big one or two um and smallmouth fishing which i categorize as something completely different than largemouth fishing but um but smallmouth are one of the funnest fish like if i have a day off and i'm going to go fishing um i go bass fishing like my kids have been kind of annoyed because <laughs> we fished uh shortly after opener we went walleye fishing one day and we did pretty well and then Every time we, that I've taken the kids fishing since, we've gone smallmouth fishing. And they're like, when are we going to go walleye fishing again? So, uh, apparently, but, you know. apparently they have more patience than you do. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, they, they got pretty spoiled. You know, you, you take them out shortly after opener, and the bite's pretty darn good. So it's non, it was nonstop action the entire time. And I've kind of gotten to the point where, like, I, if the walleye fishing is slow, I'm not going to take them walleye fishing. Or if the bite is tough, I'm not going to take them walleye fishing. But if it's really good, like I'll call my wife sometimes and I'll tell her, like, hey, bring bring the kids to the access. Let's go walleye fishing. My guide trip gets done at 
10 a.m. or whatever, and they'll meet me, and then we'll go out and crush some walleyes, and they always have fun with that. But uh, I kind of pick and choose. I wait till the bite's really good so that they can enjoy themselves a, a ton. So. Yeah. You know, um, and the thing about panfish that I think is great is when they're when they're busy and where they're biting, it does give you that action. But it also gives you, you know, some food for the dinner uh, plate, which, you know, a lot of Minnesota anglers like. They like being able to go out and catch their dinner. Um, and nobody wants to really eat bass up here, but we do like panfish. Yeah, yeah, panfish are delicious. I mean, there's no... Um, no one debating that. And speaking of panfish, like Lake Bemidji, if you're struggling finding the walleyes, uh, if you fish the shallow weeds or shallow sand flats, the perch are absolutely on fire. Like <laughs> um, when I'm when I'm walleye fishing, like this last week, uh, and every guide trip I had on Bemidji, the perch you can keep them off the line, and you're catching a lot of big ones. So um, you know, and they taste great too. And I, I would imagine if a guy sat, you know, with just a bucket of fatheads and you just anchored up on a cabbage bed, you could really melee the perch. And kids would have a lot of fun with that, and adults too. I mean, there's nothing nothing like catching a, a bunch of those really big fat perch. So that's going good too and, and providing some good meals for people as well. So um, you guys had a really tough first couple of weeks of the season. You weren't allowed to do your business. Um, how's it been since? Um, it was, it was actually pretty slow until like, um, two weeks ago, you know, you'd have a trip here, a trip there, which I actually, I didn't think I would enjoy it because I'm such a busy body and I'm always kind of running, uh, burning the candle at both ends and run, run, run. But it was really nice to have <laughs> kind of that slower period, um, this spring. And I was able to actually enjoy some of the things that I enjoy, um, and then some of the things I didn't even realize I like, I enjoy because I've been doing it for so long and we're usually so busy in June, but, um, about two weeks ago, I'd finally like the phone started ringing and then, and then now it's ringing a lot and people are, you know, finally starting to, to break out and vacation and do their thing. And, and now, you know, we're back to, I would say it almost feels normal. The amount of calls we're getting each day and the amount of emails that are coming in. So, um, so things are good now, but yeah, it started off, you know, uh, there were a lot of people that are de- really depending on, on their guiding money. And, and I think they, they struggled a little bit this spring. It was, and I feel really bad for resorts. Um, mm-hmm. I know they're already, you know, kind of behind the curve. So, so hopefully as things progress, hopefully things get, keep getting better and business starts to boom a little bit. Mr. Matt Brewer, my guest. We'll wrap it up with Matt in a moment. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tech. I'm Kev Jackson, reminding you, get registered for that first ever Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. It's also sponsored by Coca-Cola of Bemidji. This unique tournament, perfect for our world this year. You get, all you have to do is download the Fish Donkey app and you're good to go. Find the United Way Bemidji Tournament, get registered. You can pay right on the app. It's $200 for a uh, two-person team, and you're in two tournaments. We've got a bass tournament going on, a walleye tournament, and we've got prize packages for both. First place in each division is $3,000 based on 100 boats. There are prizes through nine places. You can also fish both 
and you can win both. Also, you can fish any lake in Beltrami, Clearwater, and Hubbard counties, and you have three days to fish from 7 a.m. Friday, July 24th through 2 o'clock that Sunday. It's catch, photo, and release, and the Fish Donkey app does all the work. Got more details for you at unitedwaybemidji.org. And again, you can download the Fish Donkey app absolutely free. Great cause. It's going to be a great tournament. It's the Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament, also sponsored by Coca-Cola and Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Other sponsors include Nailers, First National Bank Bemidji, Paul Bunyan Communications, and Hills Plumbing and Heating, plus many more. We'll have a lot more to talk about when it comes to that tournament as the month of July goes on. Really hope to see a lot of people get involved with it think it's going to be an absolute blast now let's get back to it and wrap it up with matt brewer from north country guide service and promotions matt you're a guy that uh, i know he cares deeply about the outdoors and, and and you've done a lot of presentations at a lot of different places about that what are you seeing out there um as far as are you seeing uh changes up here due to a climate change and b ais yeah definitely i mean look at a, a place like calf lake um the way I used to fish Cass Lake doesn't work anymore. <laughs> like I, I totally had to almost relearn the lake. And uh, one of my best friends, guy, he well, he doesn't anymore, but he guided full time on on Cass for like fifteen years, and that was his job. He just guided full time and ran rentals in the in the winter, and and he kind of said the same thing, and he taught me a lot about how to. Uh, to start fishing it a different way. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with uh, zebra mussels. You know, there's not as much cabbage. Mm-hmm. And uh, and even things, small things like rusty crayfish, you know, destroy a cabbage bed. And Leech Lake has seen that. There's not as much cabbage on leech as there used to be, so the musky fishermen are depending on fishing uh, either deep or they're fishing rocks. Um, you know, and those are places that walleyes like to live anyway. But, but it's a lot easier when you you've got cabbage beds that you know they're living in, and as those cabbage beds disappear, then you start to lose track of the fish. So, that's that's an AIS issue, obviously. What about climate change? Are you noticing anything that that you think is attributable to that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just you know, there's a lot of subtleties. Um, I notice it. I think more in hunting than I do in mm. in fishing, but. Uh, but something climate-related is we really don't see the big tulipy die-offs anymore. Um, and anyone who's lived in Bemidji and is a fisherman and fishes Lake Bemidji can attest to that. I mean, we used to get really, really big tulipy die-offs where they would be, like, <laughs> almost lining the shoreline. Um, I remember taking the kids when they were really young down, uh, like, to Diamond Point Park, and they didn't even want to swim because there were so many dead tulipies on shore. Um, and now we just really don't see that anymore. Like, you know, I see a few dead tulipies during the dog days of summer, uh, a few here and there, but nothing like years past. So, you know, that's a climate thing. And, and, and with hunting, like I said, I notice the temperature is, is so different. Um, and then you can look at our winters there for the most part have been so mild and, uh, and, and at the same time, so sloppy and wet and like ice fishing is just it's becoming such a chore <laughs> uh it used to be so easy you know the lakes would freeze and we'd get some snow and the snow would harden and it'd be cold and everything was just smooth running and, and 
don't get me wrong, it was a little hard on equipment, but uh, but now with the slush and the and the milder climate, every winter it seems like we're constantly dealing with slush. And you want to talk about hard on equipment and hard on a wallet? You, you start throwing slush into the mix for a rental business, and it gets ugly real fast. So there's a lot, there's a lot of changes. Okay. Well, I know you're uh, you're big on everything outdoors. Uh, whether, you know, not just fishing; it's everything outdoors. Uh, is it all about fishing right now, or have you been able to do anything else outside? Well, it is all about fishing, just because we're so booked up. Yeah. But but it pains me sometimes to because I'm like driving and I'll notice mushrooms because like we're starting to get to the beginning of summer mushroom and summer edible season, and uh, I've got some trips coming up that I'm looking forward to for for that. But uh, but I haven't been been able to get out sneak away and get out picking like I usually do this time of year and uh and that's something that is really good right now like you know berries are are starting and the, your summer edible mushrooms like sh- chanterelles and lobster mushrooms those are all all going right now and starting up so I'm kind of dying for a cooler day um, that I have off where I can go sneak around in the woods a little bit and see what's all popping out there but but we're we're not getting a ton of moisture either. So uh, if we can get some more moisture and and I can get a day off, I'm going to go mushroom picking for sure. I was thinking about you the other day. As a matter of fact, I was watching uh, an episode of I don't know it was a rerun of uh, I think it was Family Feud, and I think the topic was things you hunt for, and one of the answers was mushrooms. And Steve Harvey said, "You don't hunt for mushrooms," and I said, "Well, you don't know Matt Brewer because yes, you do." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, um, that show. <laughs> well, Matt, people are interested in discovering the North Country with you and uh, your crew. How do they go about getting set up? I can check us out on Facebook, North Country Guide Service and Promotions, or you can just Google North Country Guide Service, um, and our website is northcountryguides.com. I know that you do a little bit of writing. Are you still writing for some publications? If so, uh, where can we see your stuff? Yeah, I just... Uh, I just actually finished up. Um, I co-wrote a book with uh, with Phil Massaro, who's a very good and well-known outdoor writer, uh, specifically in guns and hunting, uh, Trapping One Hundred and One. Uh, and you can find that on Amazon. And then I also just finished up with uh, the Gun Digest Big Book. Um, so I wrote two of the full sections for for this year's Big Book. So that'll come out in uh, July or August. And uh, anyone who's interested in guns can pick that one up. It has basically every every gun ever invented and and all the specs and what they're worth. And that was a really big project, and it took up like from January through May. Um, basically, I was writing that thing uh, nonstop. So that was a big project and one I was happy to complete. But like I said, that'll come out in July or August, and it'll be pretty cool. Matt Brewer of North Country Guide Service and Promotions joining us today. Matt, it's always great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking time today. Thanks for having me.